everybody. This is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. I'm Stevie Nelson, and to my left, Dave Horowitz. Good afternoon, Stevie. Good afternoon, Dave. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I, too, am well. (laughs) (laughs) It's too... It's very formal. This is too formal. You know what I've been listening to in the car? What? I bought, uh, because I thought it would be fun, a um, tape like a CD on British accents. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And so and I get in the car and it would be like, anybody, nobody, everybody, <laughs> awful, <laughs> no one, London. <laughs> do, you, do you do it along with it? It's No, you, it, it says it and then you repeat. It says it and then you repeat. It's so funny. There are so many words like, processing that are like my favorite words and i'm really bad at it can we get a full sentence yeah it's always like crazy ones where they'll be like i'm really bad at it um let me think let me think i don't i can't think of one off the top of my head but they always have really weird ones that have like awful in them like they'll they'll awful's pretty good that's good it's fun it's a fun word there's so many different uh kinds of English accents and I it's funny like in all of my bad improv bad sketch etc it, it's all they always become cockney like big because that's the easiest one to do because it's the most it's the least like actual talking I know well because it's like you and you also you have like those trigger um things where you're like you just say one word and you can get into cockney really easily yeah like from, if you just say hello yeah and it's always for some <laughs> reason they're always just really awful old perverts like I know. every Every uh, Cockney character I've ever done is like in a London fog yeah. j- jacket, like an overcoat. Like, hello, love, give us a kiss, there. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. Oh, you're a, you're a, you're a, oh, wait, what is it? The one I was doing? Oh, you're a well-fit bird, uh, you are. Gross. <laughs> gross and very good. Thank you you're so welcome. much. You're I'm welcome. available for VO. Yeah, we're both available for VO. Me, um, I'm very muted British accent and Dave, uh, Cockney only. And uh, our guest is also available for VO. Oh, I, I wonder what kind of British accent she would do. Well, we can see, can't we? Okay, fine. Uh, she's a writer and a performer. This is Charlene de Guzman. Hello. That's awful. That's awful. <laughs> that was awful. Sorry. Hi. Wait a minute. Is this fa- like? Are you British? But like this thing you're doing now is your. This is your American accent. Yeah. Yes. So okay. So this whole interview, you'll be. You'll be talking in like a fake American accent. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, I wow. can't wait. I can't wait to see which words you do weird. <laughs> uh, somebody, one of my friends, I can't remember, tweeted something about they they just released the teaser for Doctor Strange, new, yeah. new Marvel movie starring uh, Benedict Cumberbatch playing an American. Yeah. And he tweeted something, my friend tweeted something like, uh, just basically saying that it's he's doing the exact same voice that Hugh Laurie does on House, which is like this kind of over enunciation. It's like, it's it's a good American accent, but it seems like he's definitely working overtime to not be British. Yeah. Why Why do we do that? Is it just because, like, actors are cooler, British actors are more interesting, or... Yeah, because they're hotter. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, hotter with... He's a hot guy? Hotter with accent. <laughs> <laughs> but then they make them speak in an American accent. Yeah, weirder with accent. Hi, I'm... This is me. I'm Dr. Strange, and I'm from Michigan. I like when people overcorrect. I do think it's really funny when you overcorrect an accent, and then it just turns into something where you're like, I don't know what's wrong with that person, but they feel detached, and it's like an overcorrection. Yeah, I guess it works for House because he's sort of detached, but that guy is... It is like... 
Well, it's an aggressive lymphoma, but we are trying to uh, we're trying to nip it in the bud right now. And you're like, geez, your yeah. mouth is doing a lot of work. It's too right much now. work. Yeah, just put it in the front and let it all fall out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the chillest sentence you've ever said. Also, uh, it's a very it's a very steamy afternoon here in Glendale, California. We're all dressed uh, like we're in sort of beachwear. Coachella. Yeah, yeah we're in Coachella it's gear. Coachella weekend. We're looking like we're we spent a couple hours in the chill out tent <laughs> got yeah. some bad molly yeah my sister went to coachella and uh she was like on molly and said and texted me i wish i could describe the way i feel to you in a text right now and i was like please don't <laughs> <laughs> don't bother i'm good um hey hey so this podcast is about food and relationships Cool. Are you down with those? Love both those things. Yeah. Probably in my top five. Really? Yeah. What else rounds out your top five? Uh, music, raving, depression. <laughs> you would music, put depression raving, in, in terms of like topics that I like. Okay, okay. Oh, topics, okay. <laughs> music, I thought you were saying raving, like depression. Then it's food and relationships. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good top five. <laughs> that is solid. That's really solid. <laughs> which, which would you like to talk about first? What if we talked about food first? Okay. Oh, cool. Cool. Um... What's your deal with food? Are you do you eat a specific way? Are you vegetarian? Are you vegan? Are you paleo? It's funny because I was mostly vegetarian in my last relationship, and then after we broke up, I was just like, "Fuck it," and then I eat meat again. Yeah, but I try not to eat so much meat. Yeah, that's probably smart. But I actually just prefer vegetables more than anything, but. I don't have any restrictions. Right That's now. really great That's to prefer the better thing for you. Living my life, man. Singlehood. <laughs> killing it. <laughs> it's also... <laughs> I love that. It's also really nice to like the thing that doesn't like, that nobody will be mad at you for liking. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's cool to be like, no, I prefer vegetables because no one can be like, but do you know how much harm that does for the environment? Right. Like, yeah, no yeah, one's yeah. going to argue that. Right. Everyone totally. will be like, yeah. wow, cool. Yeah, cool. That's cool for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, more people should eat yeah. a lot of vegetables. That's great. Yeah. yeah, no one is gonna jump down your throat. No. Yeah. No one will get mad. Yeah. There's a really there's a documentary about the way <laughs> kale is sourced, and it's fucked up because you'll see the process. Like when you massage kale, you actually like when the cells here. Look here, come here, sit down, sit down. Here, do you have Netflix? <laughs> sit down, sit down. Why are you out? Ow, you're hurting me. This guy's so passionate about something that's not real, for sure. Mm, yeah, he's a fake man. But I love him. Um, so how long, Shar, have you been out of a relationship? Um, for a while. <laughs> um, like a year and a half. Okay. That's a long time. Yeah, that is a long time. Have you? Do you feel healed? Um, from that relationship specifically, yes. Great. Yes. I almost feel like it's kind of recent where I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Great. <laughs> yeah, it does take a long time, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long were you together? Um, for two years. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because I feel like it took a while, but then once it happens, it's just like, I don't know, you're out of a haze. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We and were- this was the first time where I didn't like jump into something else to get over it so yep. i was just like this is really i'm 32 years old and this is the first time where i'm single single yeah really and you let yourself literally just have the feelings yeah and like no i'm not hooking up i'm not doing anything like i've been abstinent for like over a year which is wow. insane and that's I've never incredible done that ever in my life either so it's been a journey 
That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I, think it, I think it gives you the space to heal. I actually think sometimes, I think that's kind of to some degree what I did after my last relationship. Mm-hmm. I took like a lot of space after because mm-hmm. it was like three years and that felt very long yeah. to me. And I gave myself the space and I didn't really like I didn't have sex for a while. Yeah. I dated a little bit, yeah. but also like destroyed anyone I dated because right. I was just yeah, like, of course. not okay. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the space is really good. I yeah. think it's really healing. Yeah. I had to feel a lot of feelings, but it was so interesting because it's just like, oh, this is what I've been avoiding this whole time by jumping from guy to guy. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting too? Like once you learn the things you've been avoiding, like you're like, wow, we avoid yeah. sadness yeah. at all costs. Humans yeah. just are like, how yeah. to avoid sadness? Yeah. For me, just like any form of discomfort. Yep. Me too. Yeah. Including like silence, mm-hmm. especially silence. Mm-hmm. I would like avoid things that were just really basically mm. built into your day. Yeah. You're like, how do you do? that yeah 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 men dating that's a pretty easy way yeah totally it's really cool i'm really proud of you thank you you're welcome well we thank would you. we had a whole uh Char and i have been friends for a little bit and we sort of we uh met through a bunch of mutual friends but we would go and like it's funny uh i guess a couple weeks ago i found the the or maybe you found it first but mm. we found like the picture of like us we like instagrammed oh each gosh. other at brunch like making an exasperated face and i think i quoted her and it was like yeah, it was something like what what is life ever even like so, so i mean we would just sit and be like what's what's happening is this just how it always like i think we were both in the same kind of situation with, yeah. with the people we were yeah i like pursued the, my last boyfriend ex whatever he was <laughs> i like pursued him for like a year until we actually got together like it was it was messy Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And in the midst hmm. of it, I was dating someone on and off that was like also very complicated. And we would just, it would like weird things would kind of line up where it'd be like, oh, that's weird timing. Like I'm having a similar weird thing. I don't understand yeah. it. Uh, and and I, f- I guess I have less of those moments now. Yeah. See, that's another thing too. Like for me moving forward, like I think I'm done with unavailable people because that's like yes. my pattern was just always unavailable people. And if they were available, I'd like push them away. So there was yeah. like never an healthy experience of like a relationship how did you come to that conclusion how did you figure that out um it's funny because in 2011 my situation then was just so messy because I had this boyfriend that I was completely codependent with and we like broke up and got together so many times um and then I had like quote fallen in love with some other guy and like it was just super messy and like a friend was just like have you ever heard of love addiction? <laughs> and I got all these books on it. I was just like, yep, I'm definitely this. But like, I didn't do anything about it. And then it was this last relationship that was such a mess where I was just like, I probably should look at this. And then so I just started working on that. And That's like great. Seeing people for it and going to meetings and doing all that. So you're like actively yeah. in the program. Actively in a program. Yeah. I yeah. love that. <laughs> Thanks. That's really great. Yeah. You will you talk about uh, that you have to figure out if you're if you've hit your bottom, right? That's yeah. what it's called. I've had several bottoms. I have what they call a low <laughs> bottom because I've had so many bottoms until <laughs> oh. I looked at my shit. Yeah. Uh, How so do you, you know? How do you recognize a bottom? <laughs> when it feels like you're gonna die or you're in a situation where you probably could die. Oh man. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah. It's probably scary to recognize it too. Oh, it's awful. Isn't that like half the scariness of that stuff? Like, I feel like sometimes the daily dealing with it is fine, but it's the recognition of something being like completely unmanageable that day, that feeling is like... Oh, I remember my my moment because, you know, 
for a while I was just like saying like, okay, well I have this thing, whatever, I have an addiction, whatever. And like, there's kind of this subconscious denial of it for a while where it's like, well, maybe it's not really, maybe I don't really. But then like I had a moment and it was like in January in 2014, was that 14? No, 15. No, 2014 in January was a year and a half ago. Almost. Oh my God. Yeah. That's what it was. That's wow. so crazy to yeah. think of that's what it was. Uh-huh. It seems so far away. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I was just trying to make it, I was so, like, I joined the program because I so desperately wanted to save this relationship that I was in. So I was still in it when I went into the program. In my head, I was just like, he's the one, I'm going to do this, it'll be fine, and we'll be together forever. And, you know, I think it on that day, like, he hadn't called me back or something and it had been I forget how many hours and I was like freaking out and I was walking around my apartment like didn't show up to anything that day walking around like logically trying to figure out how I was going to kill myself because I could not believe that this was my life and that I I thought it was never going to change it was always going to be like this I was always going to be in this situation I could never be in a healthy relationship and I wanted Mm. to kill myself I was walking around my apartment trying to figure it out like I was like like, I don't even have knives sharp enough I don't even have enough pills to maybe do anything like I was really freaking out and then the last thing I said out loud was like where do I even find a bridge and then my phone rang and it was him and I saw his name and his picture and I couldn't even answer. I just felt all the pain that I had been feeling for like seven hours just like dissipate from my body immediately. Ooh. Like an injection. Like seriously, like an injection of a drug. Wow. And I said out loud, that's how I know I'm sick. Wow. And then I cut it off right after that. Cause I was wow. Like, Did you yeah, really? I'm sick. I can't, I, I can't, I can't do, do this. this. Yeah. Because you described you, that moment man. as like you didn't even pick up the phone. Like you no. didn't even like have to. Couldn't. I just. It was weird just to be in that thing for seven hours and then just, like, stop and, like, everything just melted from my mm-hmm. way. Like, immediately, just to yeah. see him calling me back. Like, I was like, okay, there's something here. Do you think, um, this is, I can't even, I don't even know if I've ever asked you this, but do you think that kind of everyone on some level, even if it's, like, a very, very low level, has a piece of this a touch of this or is there some people who are just it's completely... I definitely think that there's like people have experienced different things but again if it's not like horrible and unmanageable then there's probably isn't there probably isn't a problem because there's also like the fact of like human relationships and this is what happens in your brain and blah 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 but like yeah. I feel like when it's just so unmanageable that it yeah. takes over your life yeah and that even a decently healthy relationship right. feels like chaos yes. for you when someone yes. doesn't call you back and right Ugh, I yeah. I know to some degree what that feels like. Sometimes, like especially if you have a relationship with someone where they text you uh-huh. frequently, uh-huh. when you're like back and forth, back and forth, yeah, back yeah. and forth, and then someone doesn't text you for an hour, and you're oh, like, yeah. the fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah. He's cheating on me, right? <laughs> <laughs> especially if there's a question that needs answering. Yeah, that 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 stuff always like the 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 parts of me that feel like the alarming the like how Stevie you were saying you uh, read the guidelines and you were like, oops. Like my, my experience with that is like, if I'm in a precarious situation or trying to get over someone and it's like kind of going fine, like day to day is totally fine. And then I see a picture of them. I wasn't planning on seeing, even if it's like not, 
necessarily incriminate like even if it doesn't have anything to do with like dating or somebody else or even me or like a passive aggressive if it doesn't even have to be like a thing that's about me but just see them and i wasn't planning on it i'm like Ugh. like there's uh, yeah. like some, like, uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, that's yeah. i had to like get off social media for a while because it's yeah. like everything was triggering yeah everything like you'd see like his hand in the background yeah picture yes. and i'd be crying for three hours like it was yeah. hard for a while yeah and it is and social media makes it very tough oh yeah it makes Social media plus breakup equals disaster. Awful. Yeah. I anytime I break up with someone or get broken up with or whatever, I take breaks from social media. Mm-hmm. I do it regularly anyway, just mm-hmm. because I'm like, I need to be in check with this too. Yeah. I'm afraid of being addicted to everything. Yeah. Because it's in like my blood. Yeah, me too. And so I'm like, okay, how do I make sure I'm not addicted to this? Yeah. How do I get rid of this thing entirely? Right. Um, wow. Cool. So this is cool. What about food? Any food addictions or anything like that? Well, it's interesting because whenever my old pattern has been whenever I am dating and with a guy, like I'll have no appetite and not eat and I'll lose a bunch of weight. And then if I'm out of a relationship, I gain weight and I'm eating more. Hmm. I feel like Hmm. it definitely transfers over. And my therapist says that that's very, very common because they're both the nurturing kind of thing. So it's like, I definitely have a food thing for sure. That's interesting. Yeah. I can't imagine your body losing any weight, by the way. Oh my gosh. I was like 15 pounds lighter when I what? when I first got into recovery. Like I lost so much weight because I was so messed up. Whoa. Yeah. I was 15 pounds lighter. I, I oh looked really gosh, sick. Oh my gosh. That's I so scary. Really yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think your body looks really great right now. Thank you. I cannot imagine it losing any more weight. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. But that's interesting. I do think that thing, like, you know how some people, me and Dave have talked about this before, where breakup, like you break up. And like some people are breakup eaters and some people right. are breakup like yeah. abandoned yeah, fooders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I abandon food at all costs yeah. after breakups. I'm like, no, I don't need this ever again. Right. But also when also in a relationship, I'm sort of like apathetic towards food. Hmm. They're like, what do you want? I'm like, who cares? I have love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I am. That's how I am. Yeah. Where like everything is just It feeds me. It's yeah. enough. Yeah. I, uh, I've, it's funny to think about. Because we have talked about this, and I did when had when I had the uh, the like major breakup, which wasn't even which was like the first of two breakups that were major with a person. So it was like a two year relationship where after one year we broke up, and it really felt like this is the end of this relationship. A B the world, C yeah, everything. Yeah, right, yeah. And so I yeah I lost like 12, 15 pounds. Just did not want to eat, and it was horrible. Like it really. I had that, like, this super, it just felt very, like, histrionic. I just was, like, uh, you know, I have this memory of, you know, pushing food around a plate at, like, this restaurant called Canelay and in uh, oh, Outwater Village. I love it. And, I, yeah, I ordered something great. And I was just sort of, it was, like, I, some kind of grain with a vegetable, like, maybe a chip. Whatever it was, I got a whole meal and just was apathetically pushing it around with my fork mm. and realized... You know, the lighting, if there's a camera on me, I am in a Zach Braff movie. You know what I mean? Like, I am, (laughs) I I am, like, living this thing that I don't necessarily want to be living. But it's interesting because a year later, we broke up for good, and my appetite remained. And then I just got out of a relationship recently that is still very sad. And, again, like, I still want to eat. I don't know if it was just that I had to get one out of the way that felt like the apocalypse but mm. now it's like i don't know maybe i'm just getting more cynical where i feel that everything ends. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah 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 Ugh, i, I feel like not. we're also growing up and like the experience lets us know of like oh this is a thing that happens 
Yeah, and it, I think it's also dictated by our choices. I think from, uh, I don't know, I do tell myself from here on out, gonna be with people. Like how you said, emotionally available people. Yeah. Like even if they seem at first to be emotionally available, <laughs> uh, I think um, I think you hmm. really gotta examine it a little bit. Well, that's the thing. That's what's cool. You know, with this program I'm in, you know, I have a dating plan and I have guidelines now that I'm following in terms of like. When you see red flags, walk away. Yeah. Because yeah. I like have all my red flags written out now, and it's funny because what it's are they? Like, there's a bunch. There's a, a bunch, but main ones for me are like you know emotional unavailability, some kind of addiction that they're not in recovery for, like alcoholism, yeah. drug addiction, yeah, um, um, not uh, not or talks badly about their exes or family or friends yep. yeah. or men or women or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's stuff tough. Stuff like that. Hmm. Obsessions with women. Yep. <laughs> I have a lot of red flags. Uh, that's good, flags. though. That keeps you in a place that's really smart. I think it's smart yeah. to know your red flags. Well, also, just because now I'm like taking responsibility where it's not like, oh, oh these, just, these guys came to me and now I'm in a relationship with them for two years. It's just yeah. like... Be responsible of like, you know that this person has red flags, walk yeah. away because he's not the one. Right. It's really cool to just be aware now of reality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to be practical about it. Yeah. Instead of just being like, instead of just accepting things that come to you and be like, we fell in love and that's enough. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's not actually enough. Yeah. Especially if you're a person. I find this, and this is one of my red flags, is my therapist says to take a look at everyone else and make sure you're not the one who's being the only capable one. Wow, yeah. yeah. And that's huge for me because growing up mm-hmm. as like a middle child, my like with a dad who was addicted to drugs mm-hmm. and a mom who's sober but codependent kind mm-hmm. of thing, I became very responsible. And I'll find myself doing that in relationships where I'm like, Absolutely. I'll, yeah. I'll be the one in therapy. Yeah. I'll be the one yeah. going to it these meetings. Familiar. Yep. It feels familiar. It feels yeah. like home. Yeah. But like for me now... And this is maybe the first relationship I haven't done that in, mm-hmm. I think. Great. It, but it's like a very tricky thing because when it's triggered, right. when I feel yes. like I'm the only one being capable, yes. I freak. Boom, yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want to be in this thing. Yeah. It's yeah. very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there, would you, could you tell us anything about uh, what sober dating is? It's really cool because I went on my first sober date a few days ago and it was, it's a very monumental time for me because basically looking back on my life, like all my boyfriends are just like drunk hookups that ended up sticking for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, like I didn't know anybody I've ever been with. Like I don't even date. I just have sex and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, now we're hanging out after. Like that's my history. <laughs> yeah. um, so it was interesting of like, so on this dating plan, like a sober date, it's like the first four dates are in the daytime in a set time, uh, in public. Wow. You know, sober, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's like no, te- like no contact in between, very limited, if any, like of texting in between so you don't fall hard. Um, wow. At least a week in between to hang out again. Um, just ways to not, to like push away that fantasy that happens. Yeah, and you know? actually gather information. Yes, so it's, it was so cool because... Like hanging out with this person is just like I don't know this person, and even after the date, it was just like, like I mean, I like him, but I like I don't know if I like like him. I don't know if all of these things because I don't know him. I hung out with him for two hours, and yeah. like it's crazy because looking back, 
I would have sex with people first, and then that would create this thing in my head where they were the one at the time. And so I would be in this fantasy after that, hanging out with them, and they would just like fit that, you know, for two years when I'm in the haze, and then it, yep. it, it fade away, and then now I'm resenting this person because they're not this person at all. Wow. Yeah. So it prevents that. and it's, So you're really just getting to know a person. I feel like that is a really cool way to date. I feel like if you actually dated people like that, you yeah. get to know someone, you figure out if they're compatible with you personality-wise, and then the rest of the stuff will either fall into place or it won't, but you're right. not like so entrapped into it yes. that you're like, oh, I'm, I have to stay in this. Yeah. I love that. It's crazy. Sober dating is I cool. I like can't even <laughs> comprehend it, but I'm trying it, and it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. You, we are, we didn't, I, I don't know anything about the date other than that, but you you mentioned when we, we were just, we texted earlier the other day that it was, it was super difficult, like, It was, you. I mean, because it was the first time, you know, experiencing this, and what's crazy is that, you know, it was Overall, a great date. Like, couldn't get any better of how great the date oh, was. Oh, okay. But what'd you guys do internally? Yeah. Internally, um, we went to the park. We hung out. We went to the reservoir. Walked around. Like, it was really nice. Oh wow! But like internally, I was um, a wreck. I was in my head. Oh. I felt myself shrinking. Like very old ideas in terms of like not feeling good enough not thinking anything I'm saying is is good enough, like feeling really stupid. Um, and I was very, I was sick to my stomach. I felt Aww. it in my chest. Yeah. When I got home, like I just felt my whole body shaking and I just had to like cry and let it all out. Yeah. Because it was just so overwhelming, like of how, it, it was interesting to see like, oh my gosh, that is like my fear of intimacy and people. Like it's just so deep and I yeah. never knew because yeah. before it was just like I'm Throw dr it in drunk with yes. this guy or I'm having sex with him right away and so I don't have to deal with like face-to-face yeah. -face talking about our stuff, you know, but like, oh, That's I just feel really sick talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I know it'll get easier. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I just have to practice and now I'm starting to practice. And, yeah. and yeah. what you're doing with it where you're like, oh, I know where the feelings are yes. and they're in my chest and yeah. they're in my yes. stomach and then you go home and you release it. Yeah. Yeah. My therapist would be like applauding you right now. She'd yeah, be like, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, exactly yeah. what you should be doing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I, I don't drink and uh -huh. um, a lot of the dating I've done has obviously been like sober dating. Uh -huh. And then I, I'll drink once in a while. Like I'm like a once a year type of thing. Okay. Not really even. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like a lot of the dating I've done is sober dating. And I think I've been, because of that, forced into these very real yeah. interactions with people. Like I'm accidentally sober dating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a great way to date. I feel like... It feels like the way that you're supposed to date. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, it makes feels, sense. Yeah. It actually makes sense. It's also how you actually get to know someone. Right. Like you actually feel like you can connect to someone. Mm -hmm. Like I would be really offended if I hung out with friends and they showed up drunk. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, we can't connect now. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. like that's mm -hmm. how you get to know someone. Right. By being sober. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> it's I'm so new to it. I'm it's intense. so new to it. It I is mean, intense. it's just so it's, I don't know, as someone who does drink, I don't think I've been on a first date sober ever. I mean, you know, yeah. you can, even if it's just like one drink at dinner and you're going out to dinner with someone, it just may, it's just such a short, it's. It's I think it's skipping a lot of steps, which is why mm -hmm. sober dating is so cool. It's like you really have to get to know someone. And even if after a drink you feel less inhibited and you're sharing and you're having a conversation, the, the catalyst was artificial. Right. You know? Because even if the, real, the connection's real, you're still saying, I need to drink this really quick. Right. Because then I'll be able... You know, there's, there's just a... I, I went out on a... I went out with a girl in, in, like in January 
and we went to a bar and we I think we only had one or two drinks but she said something like oh I was with some friends earlier and I I, I had drank some wine to like get my confidence up right. and I was like oh you're you came into this like kind of drunk it's <laughs> not, I, I mean but then yeah. I I was like well that's normal ish it is pretty normal I will say that yeah. it is normal yeah like and that's what's so strange it's normal yeah. it's also doesn't it feel like once you get to a certain place with like whatever it is alcohol or whatever you do that it feels like you kind of want someone to match you like Right. Like, yeah. I know that you can be a sober person and date someone who's not sober, but like, yeah, there's something yeah. really nice about someone matching you. Of course. I, I tend yeah. to just date sober guys because. Yeah. Good I, for you. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> I think it's more fun. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I just have more fun with people who don't always need to drink. Yeah. You're not running away from stuff. Yeah. And we all just have feelings and we're just all people with feelings. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's getting. To be, uh, <laughs> it's just getting to be a real. Uh, I don't know. I feel like anytime alcohol comes up on this, I'm like, I think eventually I won't drink at all. But I just don't know. I really like. I like to do it, but you know, I, dr- I drank last night. I was telling Stevie this. Yeah. But I feel like I. It wasn't that I had like you in the back of my head. Shar is gives uh, great advice and yeah. has a great perspective on this stuff, obviously. But I, but she knows I'm like actively trying to like not fuck up and do stupid things. Yeah. And and that it's like. And I know that she can see it when I'm like, I just don't want to, I want to like get away from doing that stuff. But I also don't, like, I'm trying to be okay yeah, with like. Yeah, she can see your struggle. Yeah. I'm she try- knows. I'm trying to be okay with like everything I do and, and not like have too much regret. But yeah, last night I like, I was out with some friends and there's like a girl like I never see. Uh, bec- it's funny. This is a group of friends who are, they're awesome. They're all so great. And they really like me. And I realized that the way that, I mean, whatever. I should be confident and say they'd like me no matter what. But it's sort of a novelty that I show up. It's sort of like Norm from Cheers, like Dave, because I try to only see them like once or twice a month because these guys, they're like constantly big bar crew, like hang out. And uh, and I'll just like every weekend and like sometimes on weeknights because they're a little bit like a little bit younger than me or their work schedules are just different or whatever. But uh, I'll try to do, you know, not every single time. So, yeah, I think in in three or four weeks I've seen them maybe twice and, and you so drink every time yeah uh and yeah. so this time I was I went into it going like oh, I'll just have one or two and then the, the next thing I knew this uh, yeah a girl who I met a couple months ago who I never see but who has been like I know who you are blah 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 um we were like flirting and we wound up in a lift here together we go. Dave. Here we go. Uh, but I was like okay we'll go to my house to drop me off and then it will just go to your house because th- she was going to walk home like a mile and it was 2am and everyone was like please don't do that and I was going to take a lift anyway and nobody else was they're like no we're all going to this other place so we <laughs> got in the lift and as soon as we got in I was like I'm going home I have to go home <laughs> I'm going to go home Yeah. she's not coming with me and I will do nothing in this lift that's weird and I left the lift and said good night and then i like we the car pulled away and then i walked in and she like instagram messaged me like what the hell dude <laughs> good for you i'm Isn't proud that great? of you but but it's but it was very clear that like a, 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 there had been a expectation, expectation established yeah and so i just sort of was like it's you know like i think you're cool like i don't know i was just really trying to like 
it was sort of like uh, bringing someone in with one hand and pushing them away with another. Right. And yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, no, I think it's fine. Yeah. Like, I, I, I feel fine about it. And like in the future, we might hang out one on one. But I was just like, there's no reason that I'm this person so needs to come you. home with I'm me so tonight. I'm so proud of you. You made that conscious decision yeah. in that moment. And that's amazing. But it was like 49% yeah. a bad decision. And then like the other 51 was like, I got to go into my house. Goodbye. It's progress for you, Dave. <laughs> I do feel like it's huge. It's I do huge. feel like it's huge. I do also feel like it's a testament to how good of a guy you are. Yes. What? I think it is. I think consistent. No, good. I think consistently you make choices. Mm-hmm that show that you're a good person. You're not just looking to like hook up with that girl. You literally are like, no, I'm going to go home and do the responsible thing and go to sleep like a man. Well, that doesn't mean that in the future that won't happen. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. It's so... I like that. This is a theme where I never want any credit for doing anything good because I'm like, no, 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 you know I'm a fucking dirtbag. Like, I'm going to do something no, shitty immediately. It. The okay. next thing I do is going to be bad. Okay, who's but- ready for this then? What? You do have a problem with accepting nice things said about you. Ooh. So... Are you ready to each say three things we've done well today? Ooh, I like that. You have to yeah. say three things you've done well. In relationships, food. You start, Dave. Oh, no. You gotta. In relationships and food today that I did well? Today or last night. I want you to acknowledge how fucking cool that is that you didn't go home with that girl. Mm, okay, mm. that was good. Yeah. Oh, I have to say two more? Yes. Uh... uh I oh can I be in the this whole weekend because sure. yesterday uh, I knew that I got, got invited to a party that my ex girlfriend was going to be at um, and we are not speaking to each other which is my choice Great. and I asked her if she was going to be there because I got invited by other people yeah. specifically nice. contacted me and saying you should come yeah I said are you going to be at this thing and she said yes but then she also was like i'd love to see you you know i always love to see you and i looked at that and went no that's bad i don't want to see you and i just said like cool i probably won't come but life's weird and then i didn't go oh so good uh, i didn't even come close to going i wasn't no part of me wanted to go and uh i don't know a third thing is um i No, I made a bad food decision. I I had to record another podcast early this morning, and I, I should have. I wanted to like eat a shitty, like gross apple at Seven Eleven, and the person I was with was like, "Let's just go to McDonald's." And like he got a, a friend of the podcast, Sean Perlman, got a. Um, I love that we call him a friend of the. podcast. I call everybody that I know a friend of the podcast because if they're a, if if you could say that they're an enemy of this podcast, then they're not my friend. I only have I only know one enemy of our podcast. Oh, and enemy! That, yeah, we have one enemy of the podcast. We and that's do. It. <laughs> Do yeah. I? Oh, we do. We do have one that we can't talk about. Uh, okay. So I basically, I knew in every fiber of my being, I know that it's bad to eat at McDonald's. Okay. It's bad okay. for like every conceivable reason, except for if you just really want it. And I didn't really want it. And okay. so this lesson, my takeaway is that I, sh- if I wanted that food, I would have happily eaten it, but I didn't want it. And I begrudgingly ate it and I threw out half of it. Uh, also, I like gotten a weird thing with the drive-through guy because he was trying to tell what? me that he just—it was one of those like rationalizations where like it's got to be a super hard job, it has to be a super hard <laughs> yeah. job. Maybe the headset is hard, but I just was like sitting there trying to explain the shitty food I wanted to the guy, and he was just like, you know, we ordered our my friend a, 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 an iced coffee with that was just a black iced coffee, and it came with cream, and we Ugh. were like, dude, we just. I, I don't know. Anyway, so that was a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is that I, I came out of it going, I only want to eat food that I 
actively oh. could say I want to eat. Like yesterday, That's right. I didn't. I ate pretty well, but at for the only thing I ate for dinner was like one piece of pizza from a place I really like, and I felt good about it, and I was excited to eat it, and afterwards I felt good. Good. And this morning I was like, I don't want to eat this food. It's gonna be bad. I didn't like that I was eating it, and I threw out half of it. And I think just from now on, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. try to be smarter about that stuff in general, and hope that it dictates the rest of my choices. Like yeah. only. Uh, eating stuff that is going to make me feel good. Only uh, engaging in activity romantically that makes yeah. me feel good. Yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah, because I good. can because I have done stuff. Re- I mean, you both know I've done <laughs> stuff that is specific. I knew going in, I just go like this is going to be bad. Like I know, it's literally opening the door to a thing and going like as soon as I go in, a bad thing's going to happen. Yeah. I could walk away, but I'm going to do it. But I feel like for for you also, those are three great things yes there were three things you did very well we all have to do this though yeah oh, we are we are don't you guys worry don't deflect it away we're not but also don't i do i do want to say that you just are a person who learns through repetition like i swear <laughs> to you it seems like you learn after the eighth time and then you're like oh i get it oh, that's like a dog better than no time no yeah it's, it's like no, a dog dogs, sh- like shitting on the floor and yeah it's you're like, like a dachshund you're like <laughs> no. you're like a dachshund in your learning patterns however at least you learn them which yes. one of your dogs am i more like <laughs> you're gonna say rocket aren't you i was gonna say paisley yeah <laughs> i mean rocket's like paisley's pretty rocket's chill. pretty charming but paisley's like the one paisley's know? like the chillest dog paisley's the all-star rocket is like like okay Paisley is Michael Jordan. Yeah. Rocket is Scottie Pippen. They're yeah. both great, but it's like I feel like Rocket's more like Steph Curry. <laughs> Damn. That was Wait, I'm sorry. Do you host a uh, a kids sports show? I sure do. Oh, actually. Hell yeah, you do. <laughs> Guys, I check sure out do. Crash Leads. Crash Leads coming this summer. This summer. Oh my um God. okay, sure. Three things you guys. Okay. Three things for you. Okay. That you've done well. Okay, this is good. Um well, I'm proud of myself for just coming here today and being honest about stuff. Yes. It actually just feels really good to share that information. Yeah. So I, I feel good about it. Um, and then also, uh, last night, um, I made the conscious deci- decision to not go drinking out with Dave, going out with Dave and his friends and getting drunk. Yeah. Um, and then... She declined an invite. <laughs> no, like, I changed my mind because I, I thought I should really feel my feelings after that sober date, like, of just mm-hmm. yeah. with that, whatever discomfort, just, like, feel them. But I also, um, I went to In-N-Out, mm-hmm. and I made the conscious decision to not get a shake. And that just felt good because I'm, again, yeah, I'm just, like, huge. doing things mindfully and like not in excess and like that felt really really good yeah yeah that's incredible good. yeah um and was that two or three that's two. that's two. Oh, um i just feel i just feel good about taking care of myself and doing things that feel good and like having my own life and and really doing things that make me feel good that counts i love that's that. awesome i love that yeah. I also like when people recognize that sometimes, like, when you recognize that sometimes doing something well means making one tiny decision. Like, yeah. mindfulness is just one small choice. I know. One small choice to not have a shake or, right. or to have a shake, depending on yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah, Like, and that's what's cool about it. It's just a tiny shift in a decision that yeah. makes you mindful and then also makes it feel like you did something well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Stevie. Okay, three, three things, things I did well. 
All right. Uh, this weekend, three things I did well. Well, right before the podcast, I got myself a green smoothie because nice. I hadn't eaten and I was very hungry. Great. And I was like, I don't have time for this. And I was like, you don't have time not to. Yes. So I went into Self-care. that. That's pretty big for me. Um, number two, I, I had some like, I was like a little bit sick this week and um, they thought it was like pancreatitis and, and all this weird stuff. I had weird, weird test, blood test results. And I made an appointment to see a doctor, a stomach doctor, like a specialist that I didn't want to see. Mm-hmm. And that's because I just feel like a lot of times doctors are like, we don't know what's wrong with you. And it's just tough to like keep hearing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I made an appointment and did that for myself. Another self-care thing. Yeah. Um, and then food and really. Oh, and then I went over to my brother's this morning mm. and like hung out with my friend Katie and swam and just like did the thing I love. Like nice. I love swimming. And also it builds relationships while hanging out. Those, those are, are great. Guys, so positive. You guys, we did a good job. Guys, you did those great. things really well. I think this is a nice transition to um, ask you the five questions that we ask everybody. Oh. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. You can answer however you want. You can elaborate. You don't have to. Okay. If you want to like explain, great. If not, just have it be a word. Okay. Okay. Number one, favorite food. Breakfast. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's that that's the first time that answer has been done correctly. That is a very Breakfast is I can have breakfast at any time. Yeah. Breakfast for breakfast for dinners is the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is yeah. the best. My dad used to do that as kids and it always felt like like a cheat. You know? <laughs> but it's smart. It is smart. It's also smart on parents. It's an easy way to make your kids Here's a bunch happy. Of cereal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll cut up a orange and a yeah. little smile, it's fine. Everything's yeah. great. Here's breakfast. Here's breakfast. Number two. Do you believe in soulmates? I believe in several soulmates, all there to serve a purpose. And when it's over, they're gone and they've served their purpose and you find the next one. And I can feel, I feel like soulmates also could be not just, you know, romantic relationships, but like a writing partner or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's girl. I am with you. Yeah. Number three, what's your favorite drink? Water. Oh, wow. Good job. That's such a good that's gonna make your life better. I really do love drink. water. Yeah, water's good. I like water. Cold or room temp? Room temp, please. Oh, wow. Sorry. So if you were on set and you were like room acting temp. in a project, you would ask for room temp. Yeah. Wow. You are low maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> One quick thing that I think is weird. Yeah. Uh, you probably can't speak to this, Stevie, because you don't really drink. Yep. You drink. Yeah. Do you experience this? I also love water. Uh-huh. When I'm very drunk. And I know that I need to drink water. Uh-huh. I won't do it. Sometimes well, I won't do it at all. Sometimes I won't do it, but now I'm getting better at self-care stuff, so I remember to get a, a glass of you water. Know, I just wish I knew what that was. Uh, drunk, being drunk and not making good decisions. But hey, I did have a really good thing that one of my friends taught me, or like does. Every time she has a drink, she chases it with a glass of water because, like, that's how she doesn't get hangovers. Mm. Highly recommend. Yeah, here it works. Yeah, Probably although nothing that. will work on me. My I body know. Your is body cursed. does not love alcohol. No. My favorite alcoholic drink, though, is Jameson on the Rocks. Smart, same. Whoa. Yeah, we have the same favorite. I feel like you're kind of badass. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's pretty badass. Oh, that's yeah. That's, like, not something I would even bother putting in my mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's very cool. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> um, number four, what's your favorite thing to cook or bake for someone? Oh, Breakfast. <laughs> there is a theme. Also correct. There is a theme here. Do you have a breakfast specialty? Do you have? Oh no, no, sorry. Let me. I'll, I'll amend that. Do you have an egg style specialty? Um, I make really good scrambled eggs. Yeah. Mm. It's about a, What's your secret? Very, very low heat. Take your time. 
Okay. Keep it moving. Yeah. Oh. Very lucky. Take your time. Keep it moving. It's so <laughs> concise that it's concerning. <laughs> um, and number four, what's one number piece? Five. Number sorry, five. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. Guys, we're sorry. sorry, sorry I don't know how to count. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, what's one piece of advice relating to food and or relationships? Usually they overlap. Like it's a food relationship sort of piece of advice mm-hmm. that can apply to both mm-hmm. that you would like to give to our listeners. Say they asked for that advice. Okay. So it's not unsolicited. Um. As cheesy as this sounds, I would say think about your inner child. So your little girl, your little boy. So me, I think about little Charlene. Mm-hmm. And like in situations, I check in with her and I ask her. Like sometimes if I don't know what to eat, sometimes I'm just like, what do you want to eat? And mm. she always knows what she wants. And or like in relationships, if I'm feeling something, I'll talk to her and ask her how she feels about something. She always has something to say. And by having that awareness and connecting with her, I feel like I'm always intending to find what feels good and it makes my life so much better. I love that. So yeah. connecting, if you have food or relationship like questions, mm-hmm. connecting with like your inner yeah. child. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, That's I th- great. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Um, so we like to end the podcast with you breaking up with us however you would like to. <sighs> okay. Yeah, go ahead. Let us down. All right, uh, Stevie, Dave, mm-hmm. um, I love you guys. Oh, I really oh, we do. Love you. We I love really you. do. Um, I'm so grateful for what you've brought to me in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm. You've served a purpose. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot. I'll always remember you. Um, but I think it would be a great decision for everyone involved if we walk away from this and just continue to work on ourselves and make ourselves happy and fill ourselves up. And if we cross paths, we do. And if we don't, that's okay, too. But I'm always wishing you well. I, I can't... I honestly cannot be mad at that. I am tr- searching for a way to be angry. Yeah, me too. And it's not, not coming, coming to me. <laughs> but you know what? I'll probably have one tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you let us sleep on... Why don't you let us sleep on this? Okay. Let's not make a crazy decision yeah. right now. Why yeah, don't you let us fine. sleep on this and we'll accept it tomorrow I if we can. That. Yeah. I respect so that. So basically... From from now until this time tomorrow, we're still together. Okay. Yeah. But, okay. But twenty four hours from now, maybe it's, it's it's over. Yeah. Okay. All right. All cool. right. Let's go get Froyo. Okay. Okay. okay bye. 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 Network.